This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. There's a special message from God and the Lord will help me to deliver it as required. This is the second day of October. Yesterday was our 56th independence anniversary. The Lord is taking us higher still. And we'll continue to move higher in the name of Jesus. There is a general saying, ah, why is Nigeria in this state? What is happening to Nigeria? With the number of Christians, with the number of people going to churches all over, in millions, why are we still where we are? That if everyone that carries Bible every Sunday, if they truly seek God, that Nigeria should be a very great country. I'm sure you have heard that severally. Maybe God will help us to address some of those things you may need to know as regard to that. God is a God of principle. God does his own things. The Bible says he's in heaven. He does as he pleases. And I know God had chosen you from the crowd to showcase his glory through you. Uh, it does not matter what the crowd does. You will be a standard to measure the goodness of God in the mighty name of Jesus. So the topic this morning is sick. Sick. S-W-E-K. Sick. And Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Matthew 6 33. But seek your first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Sick. By the scenario meaning of sick. said to go in search or quest for. Sick. What do men seek after? There are great expectations from all over. In our families, even the little families we have, in the larger family, in our group, in our communities, and even in the nation, we all seek for so many things. We seek for solutions to problems, answers to questions we seek. And it is not a bad thing to seek. The scripture recommend that we seek. Whatever problem you have, you seek for help. You look for solutions anywhere to just get the problem off. Jesus is the answer to even the problem of the world. And it's also recommended that as many that seek him, we also receive solution that, that comes within. So it's not a bad idea to seek for help. It's not a bad idea to seek for Solution to your problems. So the entire life of man is characterized by seeking. Some people are here today. Thank God for the wonderful testimonies of the three days. What came forth from the three days prayer and fasting. People are seeking for solutions to their problems. There are problems all over. And as long as the world is, there will continue to problems. There will continue to be reasons for us to seek Whilst one of the needs is met, another one comes up. 
a young a young man of a teenager in, in the in the in SS3. All he or she desires is, oh, I want to make a good grade. I want to make a university admission. The moment that one is done, you want to get a good job. The moment the job is done, oh, I want to settle down. I want to get married. After marriage, oh, all I want is to have children. The moment that one is done, you one thing or the other, I want to have a home, it's a continuous one. And when all that one is women's, like some of our daddies and mommies in the house, even when all that you require, then you now begin to get worried even about your own child. How will this child make an academic excellence? How will he or she get married? And it continues that way. Even the great-grandfather is still seeking and troubled for the world that is coming. There's no end to it. It's a recording circle. That circle continues. And like we have in the, for uh, Abraham Maslow's of hierarchy of needs, who meets this physiological needs, safety and security needs, it opens up to social needs, esteem needs, self-actualization. The moment one thing is made, it now opens the door for the next. So it's continuous. There's no end to it. No one has it all. And that's why you see even the apparently wealthy one desire power. You want to have, you want to be there. I want to be bigger than what others are. There's no end to it. Very quickly, let's go to the Bible. What did the Bible, what is, what did the Bible say is? Psalm 53, verse 2 to 3. Psalm 53, verse 2 to 3. It said, look, God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. Every one of them is gone back. They are all together become filthy. There is none that do it good. No, not one. Look down and look at what are they seeking. Everyone is seeking after. Oh, yes, I want to get this. I want to get that. But none is seeking him. And God was indeed disappointed. We are all in rat race seeking to please ourselves and not seeking after God. And that explains why you wonder why you have thousands, you have millions of Christians all over, and yet we are still in the state where we are. But there is a good news. You will make the difference. Because the Bible says those that are called by his name will be the game changer. And I believe we have some of them in the house. If you are one of them, wave your hand and shout Hallelujah. The Lord will take you there and make you to change the situation in the name of Jesus. We also know that most of our seeking is all about self. We want to move to the next level. We know the story in Genesis chapter 11, verse 4 to 8. Genesis 11, 4 to 8 about the Tower of Babel. 
At a certain point, God make everything comfortable, and then what else? It's not enough. They were of one language. Everything was going down. Whatever they need, the community it was bound. And okay, well, maybe the next level. Let's also reach out to God. Seeking. If you seek God, you will find Him. And that is the main thing that we need to do. Going back to the scripture, it said, seek your first. There's no problem about seeking every other thing. Just seek first. When you satisfy the first, others fall in place. Seek you first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness, every other thing will be added. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 13, if you seek God first, you will find him. Say, for I know, Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13, say, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Towards who? Said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me, and find me. When you shall search for me with all your heart. Are we seeking God with all our hearts? Have we got so distracted by the noise in the market, by the things around us? Are we so carried away by all the things, all the glamour around? We must recognize that you are not like any other person. You are a very special person can declare that because I can see the glory of God upon you and that's what you are in case you don't know before now I declare to you you are a very special person maybe you can help me echo it to your neighbor just with a little tap and with a little smile you are very special amen and you are nothing less it's only when you don't recognize who you are that you you lower your level to descend to what the lesser people are doing. You are lifted high. God has raised you above the level of others. And your courage, what you do, you don't get carried away by the distractions around you. And that is the problem we are having in our society today. The one that the world is looking on to, to, to so example, they are not even conscious that people are I expecting so much from them. Like our Father and the Lord, the general of ourselves, the redeemed Christian Church of God, one told us the story of how uh, he has to correct certain young adults. And that one was so thankful. After receiving the correction, I said, oh, thank you, Daddy. I wish I have gotten it earlier than this. And unfortunately, the story was that the one that Sul have corrected the young man had got carried away and even doing what the young man was doing. And we have it all over and us. We are a model to the decadence in the society. The Lord had chosen you. You are a chosen generation. It's not 
only in words. It's not just echoing it. Oh, yeah, not only in songs. Once again, I declare you are very special. And you must recognize who you are. And that will help you to really be able to fulfill the purpose of God for your life. What you seek is what you get. Life is of two sides, good and evil. And God is, God, he honors his words. Romans chapter 1 verse 28. Romans 1 28. He said, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to reprobate minds, to those, those things which are not convenient. He desired that we do what he asked us. But because we have chosen to follow the crowd, we have chosen to follow the world, we have given all out. We have lowered our guard. It's sad. We hear about gay, lesbianism, all over homosexuality and all that. At certain point, it's even that become uh, no what to even mention it even on the pulpit like this. But thank God, I know you are very special people. I know you are not going to bundle me out from their mention such because you are very special. I still believe you are special. And you remain so in Jesus' name. Not because they have chosen not to do that which is right, because they have chosen not to be what God had appointed them to be. Or because the world is doing it. Even pastors, we want to, we want to be, we want to belong. Just like the Maslow hierarchy of needs. You know, there is a certain level of esteem. You want to be what others are. You have even forgotten what you are. That you are not like any other one. And so because others are going into foolishness, you are followed in the same direction. Forgetting that you are very special. That's why the scripture says, he said, because they choose not to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient. You can mention them. Time will not permit us to mention so many of those things that are not convenient that men have gotten their hands into. You'll be shocked that even those that still go to Sunday, who goes to churches on Sunday, Within the weekday, they still contact, they still patronize shrines, oracles, and all manner of things. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, I read from verse 27 to 28. Deuteronomy chapter 4, 27 to 28. He said, And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and you shall be left few in number among the hidden, whether the Lord shall lead you. And there you shall serve God's the works of men's hands, woods and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. That is the scripture. Because you have chosen not to follow the path that has been ordained for you. It's okay. Since this is the path you want to do, okay, all right. I will cause you to do those things. It looks very foolish that some people still in this modern age, uh, until that Okija shrine was made public. So many people were shocked that respected men in the society still reduced themselves to that level. And I think there was one time when some politicians' pictures were revealed at Ogun State where they were stuck naked taking one covenant, blood covenant or the other. I would still have them. 
And you'll be shocked that even the same is still happening when the church is today. They're enshrined on Monday. They're in church on Sunday. They're in other places some other day. Where are you? You are with him. With him you will remain in the name of Jesus. What you are seeking elsewhere is profound in the one that creates all things. Why seek God where there is no God? First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. First Timothy 6 10. It says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Which why some coveted after they have erred from their feet and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Money is good. Very, very good. You know, I wish my church could have this. If we are to have the money you have, you know, it's like, as we just, because I didn't, my voice seems to have, it's like uh, they did some medication on me and make my voice better than what it used to be. Yes, it's money. It makes, it make, money is very beautiful. But there's something here. It said the love of money. There's no problem with money, but the love of it. And there is a level. Money should be a servant. By the time you now make it a God, that's where the problem is. Unfortunately, so many are in that level. We are ready to do anything as long as it brings money. We are ready, whatever. We are ready to join any group. We are ready. We can't even take our stand. We can't even declare. I said, this is what God says. I stand on the word of God. Like Esther. Say, if I die, if I perish, I, I perish. How many of us can take that stand? Most times when we read some of those stories in the scripture, we're excited. So, oh yeah, but when we come face to face with it, say, hey, how can? Uh, the, our beloved pastor just mentioned now that uh, was, I was an ex-banker indeed. I was a manager in one of the banks. At a certain point in time, I had to take a decision. Because at a certain time when my faith was on the line, it's either you choose God or you choose, and I made the better choice. And I have not looked back since. And there's no regret about it. At a time when God had a better thing for you, it would be as if you would die before then. Esther, Esther was ready. She said, if I perish, I perish. But did she perish? You won't die. You will live to declare his praise in the land of the living in the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs 14, 12. Proverbs 14, 12. It's a very popular scripture. It said, there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. To man. It's popular. And it's not always good to be on the popular side. They said narrow is the way. Not too many people don't want to hear those type of messages any longer. Oh, but you must. Because you are not like others. Because you are special. And because God has ordained you must make it and make it right. 
You make it here or not, and you make heaven in the name of Jesus. So there's a way. We easily, we, we easily get ourselves hooked up in those things that are not of him. But God will single you out from whatever trouble you have even entered into in the name of Jesus because you are destined to reign with him. You will reign with him in the name of Jesus. Psalm 109, verse 1 to 13. I will just read very quickly. It's a very lengthy one, but it's important we'll read that. Psalm 109, verse 1 to 13. But we'll open our eyes to some very hidden truths in the scripture. Psalm 109, verse 1 to 13. It says, hold, hold not thy peace, O God of my praise. Today, we are going to declare his praise. And he will hear us in Jesus' name. Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are open against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They compassed me about also with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. For my love, they are my adversary. But I give myself unto prayer. And they have rewarded me evil for, evil, evil for good and hatred for my love. Set thou a wicked man over him, and let Satan at his right hand. Take note of verse 7. When he shall be judged, let him be condemned. Particularly take note of this part, and let his prayer become sin. May your prayer not become sin in Jesus' name. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow. Let his children be continually vagabonds. Beg, let them seek their bread also out of desolate places. Let the exhaustion catch all that he had, and let the stranger spoil his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him. Neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his prophecy be cut off, and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. You know, this, when you give God praise out of a deceitful heart, you enter into more trouble. You know, when you praise God from a heart that is pure, we're going to praise God this in a moment. And I'm so happy that my people are here to also lead us. When you give God praise, you know, it's like you are praying with a deceitful heart. Then your prayer becomes a sin to God. And the more you pray, the more the sin is added dangerous. And that's why it's even better. That's why the Bible says, you know, it said uh, I think Revelation chapter 3 verse 15 to 16. It said because you are neither cold nor hot. He said you are lukewarm. He said I will pull you out of my mouth. It's even better. Like our father the Lord gave an example of uh, Fela Nicola Kokuchi. One day when daddy was sharing it with us, he said ah, that I love this man. Fela Nicola Kokuchi. Ah, ah, holy man. Fella, it was trouble to reconcile. What is Baba saying? He said, this man knows that he's not going to heaven. And he's having maximum enjoyment here on earth. Then it would be very disappointing if after all the sacrifices, we ended up on the same side with him. He said, and God says, he said, because you are neither here nor there, 
There is no middle point. Is that that you are with him? Is that that you are hot for him? Or you are cold? Then maybe there will be hope. I mean, people, no one is going to come into the church and begin to witness to you. Yeah. In fact, rather you are the one that will be asked to reach out to the world. And that's why it pains God. And that's why the scripture said, because you, because you are here and your life, so many people are looking on to you. And certain, at certain point, they now discover the real you. That you are not what you ought to be. And they lost their faith. My younger brother in Canada was around a few weeks ago. Very unfortunately, we lost him to a great message. Well, we did all. He gave his life to Christ even before me. While I was still in the world, gave his life. And I looked, was a model to me. But along the line, he followed the wrong path. Before God saved me and all that. We're just sharing. We're trying to bring him back. And in the course of sharing, he said there was a particular someone, great person that he looked onto like a model in the church. And literally, that one failed him. And gone, has gone the other way. There are, it's better you are not even in than being in. That's why the scripture says, when you mislead those ones, it's better like a milestone is tied to your neck and you are thrown into the sea. That's not your portion. So we must be what God wants us to be. It's either you are here or you are there. So when you are cold, I'm saying this to justify the fact that it's even better that you are cold, that you are not even in at all. Then you know that you need help. But when you appear that all is well, whereas you are worse than even the one out there. And we have that in the church. I will shock you. More than 80% of church members today are in that group. I'm sure you are not one in Jesus' name. It's very important. We must know where you are. At every point in time, the Bible says we should not judge others. Very well, we do that very quickly. We do that at all time. This one is this. This one is this. Ah, throne room. You don't see them. Psychedelic. How are you sure they will make heaven? Hey. And they are worse sinners. I'm so blessed. Within the little time I've spent here, I've been so blessed. Every aspect has blessed me so much. And maybe you, even without an invitation, you'll be seeing me sneaking into your meeting at one time or the other. Amen. Praise the Lord. We judge, we judge, we judge. This one, this one, this one. But the Bible says, said, examine yourself. Examine your life. You have to examine yourself. Said, remove the log in your eyes so that you can clearly see the speck in other people's eyes. My time is off. Let me just take some few things before we just round up. So many of us, we are putting the cart before the horse. Oh, we want this. We want that. When you put the cart before the, the cart before the horse, your journey in life will be jeopardized. When you put the cart, when you do the first thing last, you create problem for yourself. But just seek ye first the kingdom of God. When you seek your first, then those blessings 
will be pulled to you. And you have them all. Our God is a very faithful God. He's a good God. Very quickly, I want to just take this few... Let me just take three final notes. Three final notes. Number one. God is a loving God. God is a loving God. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. Matthew 7, 7 to 11. He said, ask, it shall be given you. Seek, it shall find. Knock, it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receive it. And he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man, you see, is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? Sick. Here God is asking you that. I want you to even seek. Ask. I have everything. There's not, nothing that you need that I cannot make available to you. Ask me. Feel free. In fact, I'm even more generous than your earthly parents. Your earthly parents are limited. I am unlimited. I can give you everything. Ask me. But seek. Recognize me as your father. And do my biddings. Then come and ask me of anything. I'll give it to you. Number two. God is not a respecter of person. He honors those who honor him. If you honor God, God will honor you. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 30. First Samuel 2 30. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that my house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, Be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Oh, once saved, forever saved. No. Walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Ah. He said, Woe to him that is at ease in Zion. We are in the battlefront. The moment you give your life to Christ, the battle line is drawn. You can't afford to, be, to do what others are doing. The enemy is waiting to knock you down. Are you going to be a cheap prey to the enemy? No. Galatians chapter 6, verse 3 to 9. Galatians 6, 3 to 9. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the world communicate unto him that teacheth in all things. Take note of this. Be not deceived. God is not for whatsoever a man swear that he shall also for he that swear to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that swear to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Verse 9. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season 
you shall reap if you faint not. I love the testimony of uh, my brother that they took his tithe. And he made up his mind. He said, uh, he said my tithe belongs to God. Even if you take my tithe, I will still continue to serve God. I won't query God. So many things that will happen, rather than looking at the solution, say, I am God. I pay my tithe. God, you are not, you know, you see all manner of things. He faithfully continues. That's God is my God. And God proved himself in his life. God will prove himself in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And number three, the last. No fooling. You will answer your name. You will answer your name. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 9, 9 to 16. Sorry for bothering you with too lengthy scripture. We are combining it with short Bible study and message. And I know the Lord Almighty has risen for all days. And will come to pass in your life in Jesus' name. God is taking you to a new level. God is taking you to a new level. Deuteronomy 39 to 16. Say, and the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thy hand, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, and the fruit of the land. For good, for the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good, as he rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and statutes which are written in this book of the Lord, and if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither it is far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us? that we may hear it and do it. Neither is beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very nigh unto thee. Where is it? In thy mouth and in thy heart. That thou mayest do it. See, I have said before thee this day, life and good, death and evil. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgment, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land, whether thou goest to possess it. The Lord will bless you in the day. The Lord will bless you in the night. The Lord will set you apart from the rest. You will be special unto him in the name of Jesus. Recognize that God is speaking directly to you because there is a new thing that is about to happen in your life. Something is about to happen in your life. There is a new beginning that God is about to kickstart in your family, in your business. It will come to pass in the name of Jesus. But you must take heed to thyself. James chapter 1 verse 12 to 16. James chapter 1 verse 12 to 16. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord had promised them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. 
For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his lust and enticed. Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth what? Death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. We are going to declare his praise in a moment. Now is the time to repair the altar and declare his praise. Can we rise on our feet? I want to carry your Bible as you just read this scripture. We're going to read three scriptures. I want to carry your Bible. Just follow me as you are standing. I particularly ask you to stand so that we can be attentive. Second Chronicles chapter 3, 3, verse 1. Second Chronicles chapter 33, verse 1. Then we'll continue from verse 15. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 50 and 5 years in Jerusalem. Verse 15. And he took away the strange gods and the idol of the house of the Lord and all the altars that he had built in the mount of the house of the Lord and in Jerusalem and cast them out of the city. And he repaired the altar of the Lord and sacrificed their own peace offering and thank offering and commanded Judah, Judah is praised, to serve the Lord God of Israel. This month, the Christ's praise will be like the one like no other in the name of Jesus. Because we're going to repair the altar now. So that when we declare his praise, we'll not be adding sin. Because he said our prayer, our praise, will be evil unto him. If we did not seek him. But because God loves us, and he wants you to be abundantly blessed this season. He will do that which he has said to do. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, Matthew chapter 6, verse 3, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When we declare his praise, heaven will be opened upon us. I want you to just lift up your voice and just begin to just thank God for the opportunity that he has given you because God want to do something in your life. Like I said earlier, before the message, that this message may not be meant for everybody. But there are some people individual here that the Lord have ordered your step here. You'll have been somewhere else. Some of you travel, you may not have even returned. Or you may have even taken advantage of tomorrow's public holiday and travel out of town and not be here. But God prevailed on you that you should be here because God wants to settle certain things in your life. The choir would just help me with this song. I have made you too small in my eyes. I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh, Lord.
We are still going to take that song just one more time. As that song is going on, you know that there are certain altars that you need to repair. To prepare us for praise so that you will not be lifting up your voice and adding to sin. You, I want you to just step forward. Just come forward. Just come forward. You know that you are the one that God, there is certain thing that you need to just settle. You know you are not where you should be spiritually. That the Lord all wants you to move to the level here. Just as the song goes on, I want you to just step forward, just step forward and just give it up unto him. Not unto the pastor, but unto the one who have called you. Is beckoning unto you, is knocking the door of your heart. Just open unto him and just come unto him. Thank you for that. I have made you too small. Thank you for the opportunity you have given your children to come and repair the altar so that as they will lift their hands unto you this morning, it will be acceptable unto you. Father, I commit them into your hand and I declare according to your authority that heaven will be opened upon them and there will be great rejoicing and from this moment every guilt every deprivation the Lord will take off in the name of Jesus. This one will serve you with oneness of heart and their praise and prayers will be acceptable to you. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. God bless you. Please just go to your seats and just continue your prayer. The Lord has accepted you. The hand of God is mighty upon you. Can we celebrate Jesus? Let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus. Amen. Because of our time, we'll just take one prayer point. Just one prayer point and we'll be done. I want to, we're going to leave our two hands unto God and we're going to cry and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Don't let my prayers be seen unto you. Don't let my praise be seen unto you. Father, Lord, I lift up my hands. I cry for mercy. I know many of us, there are certain issues that we need to settle with God so that our praise this morning will not be an abomination unto you. Father, Lord, we cry for mercy. Just lift those hands unto God and ask God that, Father, Lord, have mercy. Just have mercy on me. Lift up your voice and cry to God with all your heart. When you seek him, you will find him. Just cry, please. I want you to pray this prayer with every strength in you. Don't be distracted by the people around you. It's between you and God. Just lift up your voice and cry and ask God to have mercy. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.